This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers, incredible offers, and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. of talk now on talk radio 1210 wphd rich zioli a major hate crime is proven to be a hoax shocking the new exorcist movie is a total flop because it's the woker cyst as i told you it was terrible and uh it turns out that a number of professors are joining in their hatred of the Jewish people and siding with Hamas. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. So the question of, um, uh, before I get back into the Israel stuff, and there's a lot to cover on that, I just I saw a piece on Reason.com that I thought was um, amazing. You know, tomorrow, Dr. Uh, well, Dr. Wilfred Riley tomorrow, as we always do once a week, we check in with him. He's the author of Hate Crime Hoax. There's a... The story of Matthew Shepard, you, you know the story that it was this, 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 this anti-gay hate crime. And Biden commemorated the 25th anniversary of this. And he signed a law passed in Matthew Shepard's name. But it was based on a major falsehood. In the fall of 1998, a man named Matthew Shepard was savagely beaten, strung out on a fence like a scarecrow, and left to die as the Wyoming night temperatures plunged. Over the last two and a half decades, the killing has been called many things, but a BBC headline from 2018 perhaps captures it best. It was the murder that changed America. A statement from President Joe Biden helps explain why. He said, 25 years ago today, Matthew Shepard lost his life to a brutal act of hate and violence that shocked our nation and the world. The week prior, Matthew had been viciously attacked in a horrific anti-gay hate crime and left to die simply for being himself. That's what the president said. Shepard's murder was without a doubt an act of hate and violence. But the latter part of Biden's statement that his murder was spurred by homophobic animus is the most important part. For years, it has been repeated in, in some of the largest media outlets. It has driven federal policy. It is the part that changed America, despite all evidence pointing to the fact that it isn't true. If Biden's statement is any indication, that claim has regardless had long lasting consequences, including a federal hate crime law bearing Matthew Shepard's name that broadened what constituted those offenses and gave federal law enforcement more authority to pursue such investigations. Over the years, Matthew Shepard's death 
has been invoked as proof that gay people have a great deal to fear in the U.S. simply for being themselves, according to the president. How this robust narrative took shape is complex, but it didn't take very long. A few initial elements possibly corroborating such a story were there. Matthew Shepard was indeed gay. Aaron McKinney, one of the murderers, along with Russell Henderson, used gay slurs in his confession. And McKinney's attorneys attempted to introduce the gay panic defense, hoping to argue at trial that he had essentially descended into madness when Shepard put a hand on his leg. The judge was not having it, and his team was prohibited from employing that strategy. There were, however, many questions that continued to go unanswered after the initial shock wore off. The act of hate story never quite added up, wrote Elizabeth Nolan Brown in the October 2021 issue of Reason.com. Why did police insist that the perpetrator's primary motive was robbery? Why did the allegedly violently homophobic perpetrators supposedly pretend to be gay? And if hate crime protections were needed to stop horrific acts like this from happening, why did Wyoming have no trouble convicting the men of first-degree murder and sentencing them to life in prison? It wasn't until the prominent gay journalist Stephen Jimenez Jimenez published his 2013 book, The Book of Matt, Hidden Truths About the Murder of Matthew Shepard, that those gaps started to narrow significantly. McKinney and Shepard reportedly were connected by the drug trade, with Shepard set to receive a $10,000 shipment of methamphetamine around the time he was killed. Also relevant is that McKinney was allegedly not traumatized by advances from Shepard as the two had been sexually involved. You probably don't know any of this. I mean, most Americans probably have no idea. They don't know anything. This is what happens in America. This is what this is what I mean about a narrative. This is where narratives catch on and they become things. And and and, and this and Matthew Shepard's horrific murder was used by people. Well, it's still used actually by people like Count Grand Stangela, Spartacus Booker, and the Tears of Rage Band, still screaming that we need federal hate crime, uh, uh, federal anti-lynching laws, for example, as if there's a state in the country that would allow you to lynch another person and get away with it. You know what I mean? Like as, as if there was, a, you see, at the time when America passed, when, the, when America needed a federal anti-lynching act was because there were states run by Democrats in the South that actually got, people got away with lynching people, including my people, by the way, the Italians, largest lynching in America, in New Orleans, Louisiana, which would ultimately lead to Columbus Day. But I digress. The point is that the... There's not in, in all 50 states in America, there's not a single state that would not prosecute somebody if they were to lynch another human being. We are it's the year 2023. But again, it's grandstanding. It's 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 used to advance things and ultimately it's used to advance more federal authority, more federal authority, more laws and then more more funding for federal law enforcement and more spying. And all, all of it goes on and on and on. So every opportunity that they have. Every opportunity that they have to advance more government power over us, the expansion of the federal law enforcement state, they will do it. And they'll use narratives like Matthew Shepard's death to achieve that. And what does it mostly come down to? Two issues, control and money. More control over you and more money for their agencies. More guns to buy, more bullets to guy. There's all these homophobes running around. It's like the same thing with domestic violent extremists today. This this myth that is perpetuated still right now by the federal government that 
that that says that at any minute now there's going to be domestic violent extremists that just rise up and have another January 6th. It's a complete forgazy. There, there's no there is no domestic violent extremism problem in this country. I'm not saying that there aren't white supremacists. I'm not saying that there are not these anti-government people that are out there. I'm just saying that they're not these organized groups that are going to do anything. But to listen to the FBI narrative, to listen to the federal government narrative, the Department of Justice narrative, you would think at any minute now, some dude in a MAGA hat is going to just raid the Capitol building. But again, that's done deliberately, A, to divide us, B, so that they can get more funding for federal law enforcement powers, and C, so they can have more control over us, to read your emails, check on your Facebook posts, know what library books you're checking out. This is 9-11 on steroids at this point in this country, where every little thing now is another excuse for the government to expand the federal law enforcement state. So let's go back to the article here from Billy Binion at Reason.com, which is excellent. So this book comes out, the book of Matt, Hidden Truths About the Murder of Matthew Shepard. And people didn't realize that Matthew Shepard was involved with drugs. And that he was set to receive a $10,000 shipment of methamphetamine around the time he was killed. And that McKinney, one of the murderers, was in fact sexually involved with him. In other words, Shepard's murder was almost certainly fueled by disagreements over money and drugs. Rather than gay identity. Something that Henderson confirmed in an interview from prison with the Associated Press in 2018. But the myth has continued to persist as they sometimes do when in the service of what is seen as the greater good. 25 years after Matthew Shepard's death, the Associated Press noted in a piece this morning, LGBTQ plus IA, every letter of the alphabet, activists say equal rights progress is at risk. Now contrast that with what Matthew Shepard's father, Dennis, told Wyoming's governor not long after the murder. He said the following, quote, we should not use Matt to further an agenda. Don't rush into just passing all kinds of new hate crime laws. Be very careful of any changes and be sure you're not taking away the rights of others in the process to race to judgment. It's a very wise man, a grieving father, very wise man. But he lives in Wyoming, where a lot of people there understand freedom and liberty and they don't want it taken away by the government and they're very nervous about that. So he was very wise to say that. I mean, he could have been a histrionic dad. He could have been an emotional father and said, I need laws. I need laws after my, my son's name. I, I need these things. And he didn't ask for those things. But the left did. The left did. The left seized on it and said, look, this is now a narrative we can use. Oh, look, there's hate. There's, there's homophobes hiding under every, every shadow. We've done so much more than just simply pass a law in his name. We've done more than just what his father warned about. Matthew Shepard's grieving father told the governor of Wyoming, be very careful of any changes and be sure you're not taking away rights of others in the process to race to this. Yet we've done that and more. Matthew Shepard continues to live on in calls for government intervention and a buttress police state as well as culturally when we tell younger generations of gay people that they could be next. Shepard's murder was evil. It was evil because murder is evil. Unfortunately, though, that's not always enough. And this is why we have this moment here in time right now. The point that Billy Binion makes in this piece, which I think is an excellent piece at Reason.com, about the police state. How many times have I told you that we live in a police state in this country? And a police state is not... 
government tactic. It's not it's not police tactics. It's not cops on horseback. It's not like tonight at the game. You're going to see cops wearing the boots. You know, you'll see the highway patrol guys out there, the, the, the elite highway patrol, the Philadelphia Police Department. That's not a police state. What a police state is, is when the government of the United States of, of any country uses its federal law enforcement powers for politics to affect politics. And in order to do that, in order to, to, to consolidate power, they have to scare the citizenry all the time. Allow me to use my daily superhero analogy, since I haven't done it yet today, and it's already 614 uh, or 615. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, when Arlen Zola in the computer form comes out and says, you know, when we try to take your liberty, people will fight. But if we can scare you into thinking that at any moment there's chaos and we can create chaos, you will surrender it willingly under the guise that we will keep you safe. That's what I'm talking about. This is another great example of that. You know, if you can use Matthew Shepard's murder and turn around and say, oh, look, you know, if we don't have federal hate crime legislation, this thing will happen again. And then so what is what what does actual hate crime legislation mean? It means that the Federal Bureau of Investigation and other federal three letter law enforcement agencies are empowered to investigate people for ultimately thought crimes. So that if you have, if you are somebody who, for example, does not believe in, I don't know, gay marriage, if you're somebody who does not believe in transgender ideology, if you're a guy who doesn't want to bake a wedding cake for a same-sex wedding, well, you, you could be somebody with those beliefs, or you could be somebody who might string somebody up like a scarecrow and kill them. So what we have to do is we have to figure out your thoughts and your motivations. And this leads to less freedom and liberty. It also leads to the government spying and censoring. And also it leads to thought crimes. And it also leads to the government being able to go after religious organizations too: Christians, Muslims, Jews, other organizations and faiths who may not accept things like, for example, same sex marriage. So like, let's say, for example, you have a Muslim father and mother. And they don't they object to a, a gay book, a, a book about gay people in the in the school classroom. This is a national debate that's going on right now. And you have a situation like this going on and say one of the most Muslim places in the country in Michigan. Right. We got a lot of Muslims there. And you got parents coming to school board meetings and saying, I don't want this stuff in the classroom. It violates my religious beliefs. Well, the FBI and the government has been profiling Muslims in this country for a long time. And they put them on no fly lists. They they spied on them at their mosques. And then I mean, they might also be the next people to commit a murder like what happened to Matthew Shepard. So we got to make sure, you know, we can't be too careful here. Much like the Christian mom in yoga pants who comes to the school board meeting and speaks out about these books, too. I'm just saying, you know, you have hate in your heart because you don't want these books. How do we know you're not a domestic violent extremist? How do we know you're not a terrorist? See, all these narratives perpetuate more government control. All these narratives perpetuate fear. All these narratives perpetuate bigger federal budgets, more guns, more bullets, more people with badges, more people with badges and authority over you. And it does something else. And this is the most nefarious part of it. It gives them the ability to start going after people for speech. Things that you say. So if you come out and you say something like, well, I think that Jack Phillips has every right to reject baking a cake for a 
same-sex wedding if it violates his religious beliefs. Which, by the way, Jack Phillips won't bake a cake for Halloween either because it violates his religious beliefs. And Jack Phillips right now is in court in Colorado over the fact that he's got a... They're trying to force him to bake a cake for somebody who's having their transgender transition party, whatever the hell that means. And he won't do it. Violates his beliefs. Well, you know, if, if I go online and I support Jack and I say all these things, well... That those thoughts, those words that protected speech is now potential evidence of a potential crime, a potential future crime. I have to be profiled because just in case and then you start putting all the other pieces together. You know, I voted for Trump. I own a firearm. I've got a MAGA hat. I've got a Betsy Ross flag. I've got a don't tread on me sticker. You see, you put it all together, you start profiling American citizens based on their political beliefs, their religious beliefs, their ideologies, and ultimately their speech. And that's what the government wants to do. That's, that's entirely what we're watching happening in this country every single day. And so even though Matthew Shepard was not murdered because he was gay, even though this was not an anti-gay hate crime, the story will live on Forever, even though the truth has come out, even though the people that did it have spoken out, even though everybody knows the truth now, it doesn't matter. The the left has their narrative. They needed the narrative then. They need it now. They need it in 25 years. They always need it. It's what they do. And liberty, freedom, the First Amendment, speech, thought, all of these things become subject to their monitor, their surveillance, their observation of us. And ultimately, their approval. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Listen, Emmons Roofing and Siding, for years, I have told you about the great work that they've done for me and my family at my home. Stephanie and Matt and the entire team at Emmons has done such great work. And now Emmons can bring that same quality of work to all of your kitchen and bathroom remodeling needs. Roofing, siding, windows, and now baths and kitchens. Emmons is the Delaware Valley's one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. Call 856-556-3229 today for a free estimate. Online at EmmonsRoofing.com or visit the Emmons Design Showroom in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. You can also go to EmmonsRemodeling.com. Emmons Remodeling is where you can see a lot of their projects. They remodeled my kitchen. They remodeled my bathroom, and they did a fantastic job for me. And you can see that work there at EmmonsRemodeling.com. You can see the work that they do at EmmonsRoofing.com, and you can go to their design showroom. Look, it's about trust and integrity. They serve Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and the Jersey Shore, and they'll be there for you and your family every step of the way. The job will be done on time. It'll be done on budget, and they'll clean up when they're done. You can trust them. People I trust. Emmons Roofing. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, we are back and we are live. We are getting ready. Tonight is the night. Phillies are going to bring it home. Let me turn it back to my man over at the ballpark. The guys are down there tonight, the other side, with Dan and Dorenzo. What's up, boys? Yo, how we doing, Rich? We're down here live with some listeners. Everyone's excited. They heard us, too. They even heard they heard Dan promoting it all night. Dan's even asking him if it lives up to the hype. But, yeah, we got, we got some listeners here excited. Yeah, so we're live on YouTube, live, YouTube too, I should mention. We're streaming live on YouTube right now as well. Yeah, yes. YouTube.com slash at 12th and WPHC. And on the stream right there, you'll see a gentleman, uh, Vinny, uh, sitting next to me. He actually came down. He heard me talking about the Dom Giordano program. He doesn't have tickets to the game. He just wanted to see us. It's awesome, nice. man. I love having fans like that. So I, I want to put you on with Vinny to say hello real quick. Vinny, how you doing, man? Good. How you guys doing? Hey, Rach, what's up? Goomba. What's up, Vinny? How you doing, Paisan? <laughs> good, good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You excited for tonight? Yeah, yeah. Last night was a great game. I think we're going to pull it off again tonight and um, get a W. Yes, sir. Now, I, by the way, I just yep. saw some beautiful women walking by, just for the record. I just want to make that point exactly. very clear. <laughs> Gorgeous uh, women walking by. Just got to say that for the record. Vinny, uh, so I like the fact that you're not going into the ballpark tonight. I admire that. You're going down there, but your energy will be felt tonight. They'll be felt by the players. That's right, yeah. We're going to uh, just come here to support. You know what I mean, Rich? Yeah. Vinny, where do you live? I live in Akko, New Jersey. Oh, wow. That's a good drive. All right, yeah. cool. Nah, uh, it's about 35 minutes. Ain't bad. Yeah, not bad. Traffic. How was traffic, all right? Yeah, I do sneak attack roads. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Vinny, what do you think? Now, yeah. if Bryce Harper tonight has a game like tonight, is he going to go down as one of the all-time greats? Well, we were just talking about that. Um, it's tough to compare him with Mike Schmidt because, um, like I'm saying to uh, the guys here about, um, you know, Mike Schmidt and my error, he was the best. You know right. what I mean? No doubt. Um, but, you know, Bryce Harper, he's badass, man. Yeah, he is. Yep. The, and, and Mike Schmidt, has a, everybody has a special place in their heart for Mike Schmidt. No question about yeah. it. Hey, Pete Rose, too, man. I agree. We were talking about that earlier. <laughs> I think Pete Rose yeah. should be in the yep. Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I heard that. Well, Vinny, yep. listen, buddy. Thank you for listening. How are these guys treating you, Dorenzo and, and Dan? How are they oh, treating you? Cool dudes, man. Cool dudes. I listen to them every day. I listen to everybody every day. Start with Nick and Kale in the morning and uh, get you at the end of the night. I'm going to take this as an opportunity, Rich, too. Uh, just like Vinny, if you're hearing us uh, come down here at every single home game throughout the rest of the playoffs, 12th and WPHD, we'll be live here at Citizens Bank Way. If you want to stop on, you want your chance to hop on with Rich, if you want your chance to hop on the live stream, please come down and see us. YouTube.com slash at 12th and WPHD to see that stream. I Rich, uh, a lot of beautiful women here. i, I got to concur with that. As <laughs> I mean, I can't I can't stop. No offense, Vinny, but I keep getting distracted here. You know what I mean? I hear you, brother. 
The Phillies ain't the only reason why I'm here. What's that? I said the Phillies aren't the only reason why I'm here. <laughs> You're just joining us. This was a reference to a, uh, a crack that was made by one of the, uh, was it a Braves player or was it a writer who said that? No, no. So this this is actually, it's a, a common theme now on, on social media. Because they can't attack our team because we're so good and they can't attack our fans because we're so much better than they are, they've wow. resorted to attacking our women. They're saying that Philadelphia Phillies, every couch shot they showed, there was not one good-looking woman. So a lot of the Braves fans are now saying Philadelphia is the worst-looking city in the country as their trash talk against the Philadelphia Phillies fans. It's unfair. Beautiful women. Out no there. one likes us and we don't care. Yeah, That's exactly. right. Yep. Yeah, you're right, Vinny. No one likes us and we don't care. That's, That's right. a good point. I like that. But at the very same time, I just saw a beautiful blonde walk by. Hey, hey, get her <laughs> over to the booth. I'm just kidding. Hey, look right there. Hey, there you, 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 yeah, you. Uh, and also the, the crowd energy, that player who said, what's his face, who said that? Uh, Strider, their Strider, pitcher, Spencer right. Strider, yeah. He said he doesn't like the crowd, the crowd should go away. He wants it back to be COVID, where you have the cardboard yep, yep. cutout faces in the ballpark. Yeah, loser, loser, just the loser energy. I know we had your face in the ballpark during COVID, Rich, but that, that might have scared him away. But either way, uh, I think having these fans Hold down. Hold on a sec. There's a cutout that's in Studio F. I'm just right realizing that. Is that the cutout from the stadium? Yeah, Citizens right Bank Park? Yeah. I did not realize that was what that was from. Yeah. That's so my, if you're tuning in to 12 right there. So YouTube.com slash at 12th and WPHD. Whenever we're live and the producers are doing a shot from Studio F, you can see Rich's giant face in the background. That was down here at Citizens Bank Park for a while. Huh. I don't know how it wound up there, but now it's just become part of the scenery, I guess. So, all right. Uh, Hey, do you still want the starting lineup? You said diversity yes, to prepare please. to have a ready Let's for you. Let's do it. Absolutely. Uh, leading off, you got DH uh, Kyle Schwarber. Second in line, you got Trey Turner playing shortstop. Third, Bryce Harper at first base. Fourth, Alec Bohm playing third base. Fifth, Bryson Stott at second. JT Realmuto at sixth. It's, uh, set, uh, catcher. Seventh, you have Nick Castellanos at right field. Eighth, you have Brandon Marsh at left field. And ninth, you have Rojas today. No Pache. It's going to be a great, great game. I cannot wait, Rich. Good. Awesome. All right. 807. I'm going to check with you guys again in a few minutes. Vinny, thanks for hanging out with us, buddy. It's great to see you. you. Got it, Rick. Maybe you I'll listening. see you tomorrow down in uh, Cape May. Maybe oh, I'll you're check going you down out. to Cape May. I love I might, it. I might be a 1210 uh, groupie. You should do it, buddy. You should do it. Listen, we're going to have a lot of fun down there at the Grand Hotel at Cape May. Take it easy, Rich. All right, guys. We'll talk to you in a bit. Thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. Excellent. All right, good. Uh, and as we continue with the show, we got some breaking news regarding the speaker's race. Matt DeSantis, the executive producer of the effort, just chimed in my ear and said, uh, apparently Kevin McCarthy said what now? So Kevin McCarthy, just to preface this, uh, McCarthy and Scalise evidently don't like each other. So take this with a grain of salt. But evidently they had a meeting earlier today. Scalise going into the meeting was hoping to have 150 people supporting him, 150 Republicans. And he didn't even have that. Didn't even have that. Not even 150. Well, so how how there's no pathway for him then as Speaker of the House? I mean, it, that doesn't sound good because he won that internal vote on Tuesday with 113 votes. He needs 28. What is it? 218, 217, I think, is in the Republican caucus. Um, I don't know. It, does, it, does, it certainly doesn't look good. Look, I am not a fan of what Nancy May said about Steve Scalise. I think that she's peddling lefty talking points about him. It's terrible for her to equate him to being a white supremacist. He's not a white supremacist. It's awful. And that's why I don't want to play it, because she was I I can't stand when people lie like that. But she said there are as many as 12 GOP members who won't vote for him. Obviously, that number is probably increased. Uh, Eight plus her. 
A plus, a, plus, a, a plus her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, that's, I mean, Jim Jordan is hopefully the guy they rally around. That's what I can, I can, we can hope for at this point. That's all we can hope for at this. Uh, 855-839-1210. This happened yesterday at the White House press briefing, and it infuriates me because the New York Post journalist, uh, Steve Nelson, kept asking the question, why won't you call on me? Why won't you call on me? You know, the White House Femba, Karine Jean-Pierre, her programming is to call on her designated outlets. But you notice the press has been doing, I got to give them credit, I'm doing a better job lately of asking the right questions regarding Iran and this administration's support of Iran. She doesn't like that. She doesn't like that at all. Uh, cut number nine. All right, I'm gonna you haven't called on me in two seasons, Karine. And not calling on you today. Go ahead. Right. You should be ashamed go of ahead. that. Go ahead. That shows go ahead. disrespect to a free and independent media. It's black. I'm going to close. One of the largest and most widely read newspaper screen. That shows contempt for a free and independent press. Go ahead. I'm calling on somebody who I haven't called in a long time as well. Go ahead. Yeah, but she, we see that it, it's, he's absolutely right. It is contempt for a free press. But this administration and the entire left has contempt for a free press. Don't think for a second these people actually believe in freedom of the press. They don't. They want a corporate media that will go out there and, and give their talking points. And that's what they view the media as. And for the most part, they're correct. And any organization that steps out of line, they want them blocked. They want them shut down. That's what they want to do. And that's the problem. Tell those guys we're going to stick around and uh, we'll do a crossover until Levin. Right, I mean, I'll give it. I'll turn it over to them so they can go solo for a few minutes at the ballpark. Oh, sounds good. That'll be good. Tell them we'll do that. Um, and that's what they want to do. And and you know what? The New York Post. They really they really uh, got a crop there. You know what? Over the New York Post because the New York Post was the outlet that published the story about the Hunter Biden laptop. So they're angry about that and they hate them. And and they. But it's it's. It, can you imagine if Trump refused to call an NBC News or CNN? I mean, he would always go out there and say CNN's fake news. And then they would they would get all over him about that. But he would sit down with CNN all the time and do interviews. That's why I tell you these people are full of it. They really are. They're full of it. Uh, here is a uh, Fox News foreign correspondent, Trey Yingst. I, I, you know, I hate to do this. I mean, we're getting ready for the Phillies game, but I don't want to I, I don't want to not cover what's happening, of course, um, over there as what we're watching and what we're hearing and what we're seeing. So she let me not do that one because that one's that one's. Pretty nasty. And so is the blinking one. Let me uh, let me just say, I'll play this one for you. This the city at Steny Hoyer. So Rashida Tlaib was flying a Palestinian flag in Congress. You had a lot of these people on the left right now coming out with their support of Palestine, but also coming out with their support of Hamas and the attacks by Hamas and their attacks against Israel. And the the fact is that a lot of these Democrats. They refuse to condemn their colleagues. They refuse to condemn their colleagues over these statements. Stanny Hoyer was a dope. This is what he said. Cut number seven. Should your colleague Rashida Tlaib still have the Palestinian flag outside of her office? I don't know. It. She's Palestinian. You know, that doesn't mean she's a terrorist. It doesn't mean that she condones this. Rashida I, I have a, I have a, I, I, I fly a Danish flag uh, in at my house. Oh, that's the same thing, you um, idiot. It does it mean what? Have you been supportive of her comments? I, I disagree with uh, some of her comments. Um, she lamented the death on both sides, uh, and and I think she she condemned. I don't, I don't have her statement right in front of me, but she condemned uh, terrorist activity. Mo, she only did that now because she's facing censure by the House. 
So in response to that now, she's come out and said that they are war crimes because she faced censure from the House. You remember that Fox Business reporter was pressing her on this. Congresswoman, Congresswoman, do you do you want to denounce this? Do you want to denounce this? Hillary Vaughn, and she would not do it. She wouldn't say anything. We played that clip for you yesterday. She would not come out and say a word about that. So the only reason why she's even coming out and saying anything now, the only reason is because she's facing censure in the House. That's it. That's the bottom line. You know, there's a lot of hatred among these people. There really is. There's a lot of hatred. And it's one thing to advocate for Palestine. Like I said, it's one thing to advocate for different, for improved relations. It's one thing to even advocate for more territory, for more geography. But Hamas, these are sick terrorist bastards, savages. And everybody should condemn this, but they have a problem condemning it because they equate the two because deep down inside, they believe these people are freedom fighters, freedom fighters for Palestine. That's what they believe. That's what they believe in their heart. And you have to call them out on this stuff. Call them out. I did an entire 30 minutes on this today at the opening of the show. I'm not getting into it again now, but I did it today at the opening of the show. So go back and listen to it today. It's podcast for you. 855-839-1210. Uh, right now, Trump has responded to McCarthy's removal. Kevin McCarthy now is is on Fox News talking about the speaker fight. When we come back, I'll tell you what the former president is saying about the race for speaker. Remember, he's come out and he's he's back. Jim Jordan. Where does this go from here? Don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey app. Heading into Citizens Bank Park tonight, fired up, excited. Hopefully you're on your way to the game tonight. Hopefully you are going to have a great time. Enjoy yourself. Um, Because it's been a very, very depressing week, and I want to throw it back to the guys at the ballpark for just a moment. But I'd be remiss if I did not mention this very important story. That killer clowns have been stalking villages before Halloween. (laughs) And this clown who calls himself Coley Demos... Uh, is terrifying people in a village in Scotland. He wears a Pennywise-style outfit. Pennywise the Clown, complete with scary masks and makeup. He even leaves red balloons dotted around the village in Scotland, wearing white gloves and a lace collar, as well as a top fastened with a big red fluffy balloons, or buttons. The Clown has left 2,000 locals in fear. People are worried about Pennywise the Clown. You know, Pennywise the Dancing Clown is, is from the movie It. You yes. saw that movie, right? Yeah, I saw it. The the original made for TV movie is excellent. the The remake movie was also very very good. The first one anyway. You liked the John Ritter one? I loved the John Ritter uh, one. It's like five hours long. I I, I well, didn't care for it. Well, I would tell you this though. You gotta you gotta judge the acting of of Pennywise the clown. Who was who was a better Pennywise? The original Pennywise played by the guy who played him, or the guy who played Pennywise in the remake, played by the guy who played him. <laughs> And both had different interpretations. So scary clowns, killer clowns, and it's okay. All right. And tomorrow we're going to be at the Grand Hotel. Is anybody going to wear a killer clown outfit? 
Uh, I, I hope not, because this guy looks terrifying. By the way, Tim Curry in the original. That's one, it. And then Bill Skarsgård in the uh, the newer version. Yeah, and they were both fine. They both had their different interpretations of it. Remember the the original movie? It was I think it came out in nineteen what was it like nineteen ninety three or something like that? Made for TV. So we're talking about a movie that had ridiculously bad special effects, like a giant spider and. But it was a good movie. I thought John Ritter was good in it. But the new movie had all the good special effects. I'm just, I'm just making, I'm just making the point that listen, you know what? I mean, Pennywise the clown. Now, as far as horror movies go, I told you The Exorcist is the worst. The Wokercist. It's terrible. And The Exorcist, don't see it. Please don't see it. I'm it telling you right now. Good. I don't care what you think. It looked good. It was terrible. I told you that. <laughs> All right, I still kind of want to see it if I'm being honest. I know well, I know you said it's terrible. The reviews are terrible, but I thought the trailer looked interesting. So why don't you go see it tonight? You're a freaking night owl anyway. Why don't you just go see it after the show? The Phillies are oh, the on. The Phillies are on. But you, you don't like sports. That's true. I'm still going to watch it. I don't hate Philadelphia. Well, I, mean, I feel like you have to hate Philadelphia in order not to watch the game tonight. All right, that's fair enough. And we love Philadelphia, obviously. You'll be watching it. But but it was. I told you it was woke. I told you that it was a, it was like a multicultural exorcism. <laughs> what? Yes, they did a multicultural exorcism in the movie The Exorcist. I don't even know what that means. You have to see it to believe how bad it is. They they bought this franchise for four hundred million dollars, and according to Hollywood and Toto, reported that they only made twenty seven million in the opening weekend. Deadline noting that not even the devil himself could have helped the movie attract audiences. Audiences on Rotten Tomatoes gave the movie just 58%, while critics gave it about, it's about 23% right now. A lack of new idea, ideas and scares. But the thing about it is that, in my opinion, it was one of the wokest movies. The studio did its due diligence seemingly in every way, aside from its social justice-inspired diversity angle. It hired producer Jason Blum, who successfully produced horror films like Get Out, and David Gordon Green, who recently directed the new installments of the Halloween franchises. But the plan was a disaster for them because the movie just was not good. Basically, it's like this. They they turned around and they were like, all right, everybody in every religion, you all had exorcisms. You all had devils and demons. All right, now come together and hold hands into a kumbaya exorcism. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what it was like. All right, well, if that was the trailer, I wouldn't be as interested in seeing it. No, the trailer was well done, and the movie stinks. And I saw with some friends that everybody walked out of there. Some people haven't even paid me for the tickets. I think they think that they don't have to because the movie stunk. <laughs> and you know who you are. You're listening right now. You still have to pay me. It's not like, you're, it's not like oh, I'll pay, I'll pay you if I like the movie. Somebody buys you movie tickets in advance. You pay them regardless of if the movie's good or not. Am I right? Yeah. That's just a rule. It's a life. It's like a life lesson. It's like a... Miss Manners or something. How'd you guys divvy up the snacks? Well, I just had that listener dinner, so I oh, was pretty yeah. full. So I only bought a large popcorn. <laughs> you didn't get it refilled. You just ate the one large. Yeah, I just ate the on. one yeah. large feed bag that I normally do. That's why I miss most of the movie. Usually, the time I just put my head in it and just go, <laughs> and just you know, every now and then look up as I'm shoving popcorn in my face. All right, why don't we check in with our buddies down at Citizens Bank Park right now. The other side with Dan and Dorenzo. You hear Dorenzo's on the morning show every day. And Dan, of course, is the executive producer of the Dom Giordano program. And they also have their podcast called The Other Side. Gentlemen, what is The Other Side podcast and how do we hear it? 
Rich, I don't know where Anthony le went. He left me. It's just me right now. This is kind of concerning. <laughs> he was supposed to be back right now, but I don't know what the heck's going on. But the other side, man. Well, who the hell? Who's behind you right now? Who's that? This is Chris. Chris is uh, one of one of the fans. Uh, he's What's a commenter on all of our lives. I, I don't know if I want to put him on though because he curses a lot. Can you not Chris? Curse Chris? Can you not curse, Chris? Uh, I, I, I I can. Yeah, man. Let's just say Chris has had a little bit to drink, Rich. Chris, have you Chris had a beverage there? today, Chris? Chris, he's asking you a question. We're Have you had a beverage, you Chris? Uh, I, I will plead the fifth. All right, plead the fifth. That's good. I think I think pleading the fifth is good. Um, All right, uh, questions you had for me. Because uh, I, I come on here every so often and I have comments. Yeah. Yeah. What, what comments do you have? Any comments for me? Anything I can do to make the show better? Uh, no, you just keep doing what you're doing because uh, you are a uh, bad... Don't say it. Don't say it. No curse words. <laughs> I know, I, no I know where you're words. going. I like it. Ride that dumb button, Henry. Ride I that like dumb it. button. <laughs> you're a bad <laughs> mo mother. I got you, brother. I got you. I love Chris. Chris is one of many out here just having a heck of a time, though, man. It's a block party out here. We got a bar. We got food trucks. We got a live band playing. I Chris is having a blast, man. You see him over here? Look at this. What's up, Chris? I got, you know, I'm, I'm so bummed I'm not down there. I got my jersey. I got my hat. I'm ready to go, and I'm not even down there because they make me work like a dog till 7 o'clock. <laughs> You see this three to six? That's it used to be three to six. Then they said you got to do another hour. We're not going to pay you anymore, but you got to do another hour. Come on, it's unfair. I, I don't even have you on the stream. Let, let me put you on the stream real quick. All right, put there me on the stream on the here stream. so people can see. There you go. On the YouTube stream. So you party. see this? Zioli three to six. Right? Now. right? Dance party. What's the matter, Chris? Chris is trying to have a dance party over here, Rich. Chris, I, I let's have a dance do party. Right let's do this. Come on. Chris, you want to dance? Let's go. Yeah, he wants to let's dance. He's Rich, dancing. I don't know if you know this, but Chris is a cosplayer. He actually showed up in a. Uh, let, let me show you this real quick. If you YouTube.com/slash at Twelfth and WPHD, you can see the live stream. He showed up in a stormtrooper helmet with the Phillies, and you can see on our stream as well. He has a little baby Yoda with a Phillies hat. There has been a a fan favorite here. People have been yeah. stopping by to take pictures with the baby Yoda. So, Chris, you're uh, still a virgin, in other by. words. What would you say, Rich? I said, so, Chris, you're still a virgin, in other words. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, Oops. throwing shots. Come on. I'm joking. I'm not allowed to curse on the station, but, uh, oh. God, you hey, gave Rich, me a nice a compliment. I'm just kidding around. Come on. Hey, I love you, Dan. I love <laughs> you, rich, Chris. It's rich, but don't worry about it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Cheers. I got to ask, go. while, while we're having some fun here, right? did Henry ever fix that bell that he gave us yesterday? It was a really crappy bell. No, it's uh, always going to be the Zioli Show bell because we're low budget now in afternoon no, drive. And the morning show gets the bells and the prizes and the dings and the we do the ding ding ding. That's all we get. That's all we have budget it's such for. Such a horrible bell, dude. There's so agree. much better than. Come on, is that like the five dollar royalty free version that you get on like Getty Images? Is that did we get the, that on the soundboard? The yeah, free soundboard. We definitely yeah. got the one that wasn't copyrighted or anything. What do you say? My out time was fifty five or fifty six. Fifty five. You got forty oh, I, seconds. I got, all right, listen. I gotta go, but guys, I'm gonna come back. Right, we'll, we'll come back to you in a couple minutes. Find Dorenzo. He's probably shoving crab fries yeah, in his I face. Find this guy. Chris, get some food in you. Get get some food in Chris. All right, seriously, get him a sandwich or get him a hoagie or a cheesesteak or something. All right, I'm worried about him. Chris, drink some water. Don't put your stormtrooper hat on, Chris. Drink some water. It's going right. back on. That's what. Oh boy, this <laughs> is not good. All right, we'll see you at seven right here in twelfth and All right, Dan, sounds good, buddy. Thank you for listening to the show. Go Phils tonight. Back tomorrow and live in Cape May. Come to Cape May. I want to see you there tomorrow, three to seven p.m. at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Go Phils. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.